Greetings, beloveds, and welcome to The Word is Resistance, a weekly podcast hosted by Showing Up for Racial Justice. In this podcast, we explore the readings from the Christian Bible assigned for the week in the Revised Common Lectionary, focusing on what they are showing us of God's dream of liberation and flourishing for all creation. In the context of empire, white supremacy, and a culture of domination and oppression, we come together to wonder how these ancient texts might inspire decolonial, anti-racist, and liberatory spiritual practices and faith-filled living for such a time as this. I'm Dr. Sharon Funema, and I serve as the curator of Join the Movement Toward Racial Justice, an anti-racism initiative of the United Church of Christ. I use she and her pronouns, and am recording this podcast from my home, which rests on the unceded and ancestral lands of the Ohlone people, who continue to lay down prayers and raise up life on this ground in what is now known as Oakland, California. I am honored to contribute to this podcast, which is geared toward white Christians like me, who are searching for ways to resist racism and dismantle white supremacy. We know that the work of racial justice cannot be separated from faith commitments to do justice and love our neighbors. We recognize that as white Christians, we have particular work to do in resisting the logics of supremacy, which we benefit from and are implicated in, even as it shows up in our theologies and practices. My hope is that this anti-racist and decolonial work will form us and prepare us to follow the leadership of those most impacted by racism, colonialism, and other forms of oppression to reimagine and build a new world. The live recording of Dr. Vincent Harding's song for the freedom movement used throughout the podcast is of a multiracial movement choir practice in Denver, Colorado in December, 2014, being led by minister Daryl J. Walker. We are deeply grateful to the Freeney Harding family for letting us use this song for this podcast. As we begin our exploration of the scripture readings for today, I want to invite us to ground ourselves in the solidarity of prayer, using the words of this prayer adapted from Cole Arthur Riley's Black Liturgies Project. Let us pray. God of all mystery, It is liberating to be with a God who seems more interested in our presence and attunement to the spiritual than a precise articulation of it. Help those of us inclined toward intellectual exploration to do so not out of idolatry or superiority, but out of sacred curiosity. That curiosity which is capable of reason without becoming enslaved to it. Let us stand strong in mystery, without pressure to name every sacred thing. And as we make space for the mysterious, let us expand into our liberated selves. Inhale, I am free to not know. Exhale, God, stay close to me as I wonder. I am free to not know. God, stay close to me as I wonder.
The reading assigned for this week comes to us from the Gospel of John. It is part of an extended reflection by Jesus that the Gospel writer situates within the context of the sharing of the Last Supper by the disciples. The snippet we read for today comes near the end of all that Jesus says to his friends, spanning five chapters in the Gospel of John, a reflection that has largely been about love. As he begins to sum up his message, and before he offers a final prayer for his disciples, Jesus says this, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Now, when I signed up to offer a reflection based on this week's lectionary texts, what I was drawn to was not so much the scripture readings, but the fact that this week in the liturgical calendar is Trinity Sunday the day in which Christians honor a key component of our faith. I love that we mark the transition from Eastertide to the season of Pentecost with a celebration of the three-in-one divine. It seems fitting to move from the Easter focus on Jesus' resurrection and subsequent revelations to the Spirit nurturing a movement of revolutionary love by remembering that these expressions of the divine are constitutive parts of one another unable to be separated. I've always been drawn to theological understandings of the Trinity because there is something so liberating to me in honoring that God in God's very self is communal, is multiple, is mutually dynamic interchange, is the dance of love. It was this theology of God's inherent interdependence that felt like such a great opening for thinking about what the Trinity might have to teach us about racial justice, dismantling white supremacy, and practicing anti-racism. But then I read the John passage, and the Spirit moved me into more complex territory, the landscapes of mystery. Theologians and biblical scholars have spilled much ink parsing out different ways of talking about the Trinity and determining what are the right and wrong ways to think and talk and pray about it. We could do a whole other podcast on the manifestations of colonizing imperialism that have been part of establishing and maintaining Trinitarian orthodoxy, but I digress. What most, if not every, theologian who engages the Trinity comes to at some point is the idea that despite all of our best efforts to explain and understand, this understanding of the three-in-one God is fundamentally a mystery. A mystery that will elude us every time we think we have it in our grasp. A mystery that keeps unfolding itself in new ways each time we consider it. A mystery that elicits questions and discussions and struggles to understand, yes, but also that is perhaps most appropriately responded to with wonder and curiosity. The medieval mystic Catherine of Siena says it this way in her prayer. 
Eternal Trinity, you are a mystery as deep as the sea. The more I search, the more I find. And the more I find, the more I search for you. You give me no greater gift than the gift of yourself, for you are a fire ever burning and never consumed, which itself consumes all the selfish love that fills my being and leaves me with wonder, love, and praise. So what, you may be asking, does the Trinity as mystery have to do with resisting white supremacy or with our reading from John's Gospel for today? A few years ago, I was taking part in a training for people who are going to be police liaisons and some upcoming direct actions that a coalition I organized with was planning. The creators of the training were a group of fierce women and femmes who I had thrown down with before and who were incredible models for me of how deeply meaningful and formational direct actions can be when they are done with the intention of building the world we are fighting for as we fight. After a time of centering and basic introduction to the role that a police liaison plays, we split into small groups to practice with experienced PLs. Our small groups were scattered throughout a warehouse and surrounding yard, and the group I was with was nearest the gate where people entered the compound. We were in the midst of a role play with our male-identified small group leader when a couple of latecomers arrived and came over to ask questions about the training. Our small group leader started to respond to a series of questions, but eventually stopped himself, saying, What am I doing? I don't actually know the answers to your questions. I'm not one of the organizers. I'm totally doing that patriarchy white supremacy thing of pretending I know instead of being curious and asking others. I'm sorry. Let's see if we can find one of the organizers to help us. I remember being so astounded by how countercultural it felt for someone to say, I don't know, I'm curious, let's find out. I had been so immersed in the supremacy mindset that taught me to maintain the appearance of competence at all costs, because to be a competent person, a person who knows, is what it means to be a good person. So much so that it was better to fake it till you make it than embrace that you couldn't, that you didn't have the answers. Our small group leader interrupted that pattern in a way that made me recognize it like I never had before. I wonder if this is the kind of revelatory moment that Jesus is trying to foster with his disciples toward the end of this long farewell teaching. For chapters, he's been laying out some of the most foundational ideas of love, compassion, service, and community that have been a part of his ministry with the disciples all along. He's been trying to hold the complexity of his relationship to God and to his followers and the ways in which love draws them together across time, space, and presence. And now, as they are winding down, he says, I still have so many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. I feel like as a teacher and facilitator, I can imagine this moment, looking out on a group of people, seeing eyes glassed over, people looking at their phones, some with arms crossed. You know it's time for a break. Folks are taking, aren't taking anything in anymore. But there's more to say, more to learn, more to unfold together. Jesus offers us a good model of intuiting that it's time to pause and honor the limits of the time, space, and people around us. 
I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Love that the Greek word used here and translated as bear has a physical connotation to it. It's the same word that's used when referring to Jesus bearing the cross in chapter 19, biblical scholar Mita Stamper tells us. It's as if Jesus is saying, there's too much to hold, too much to carry in this moment for the disciples. It's like he feels them getting weighted down with so many unanswered questions and so much they want to be certain of, assured of, all the things they want and need to know in order to be good, competent disciples. When Jesus says, you cannot bear them now, I wonder if he's saying, it's okay not to know all of this, not to be certain, not to be able to hold all you are trying to understand. And he does this by assuring them that their understanding will continue to unfold. When the spirit of truth comes, the spirit will guide you into all the truth and will declare to you the things that are to come. Maybe Jesus is saying you may not be able to hold everything now, understand everything now, but if you stay curious, if you keep wondering, the spirit of truth will come and guide you and continue to unfold this understanding in and for you. I like to imagine that at the end of this long and complex teaching, Jesus looks at his overwhelmed disciples and says, it's okay that you can't hold or understand all this now. It's okay that you don't have the answers. Your job now is to wonder, to stay curious. That's what it means to be guided by the spirit of truth. Perhaps saying, I don't know, I'm curious, let's find out, is the most faithful pattern for living. Maybe the spirit as Jesus has come to know her is at the heart, of, is at the heart an invitation to wonder, to be curious about the truths unfolding in our midst. Maybe it's this Trinitarian mystery that Jesus is evoking here inviting his followers to respond not with certitude or knowledge, not with doctrine or theologies, but with continued wonder at what will unfold. Maybe this practice of curiosity is what it means to follow a divine creator, redeemer, sustainer, the presence of radical love in us and in the world. In her book and online hub, See No Stranger, Valerie Kaur identifies wonder as a key component of revolutionary love. She says, Wonder is the building block for love. To wonder is to let in a sense of awe and openness, a sense of deep curiosity. It is to look upon the face of anyone or anything and say, You are a part of me I do not yet know. To wonder about another person is to open ourselves up to their thoughts and experiences, their pains and joys, their wants and needs. It's an orientation of humility. It's recognizing that they are as complex and infinite and vast to themselves as we are to ourselves. Wondering about another person gives us information for how to love them. Wonder is where love begins, but the failure to wonder is the beginning of violence. 
Once people stop wondering about others, once they no longer see others as part of them, they disable their instinct for empathy. And once they lose empathy, they can do anything to them or allow anything to be done to them. Entire institutions built to preserve the interests of one group of people over another depend on this failure of imagination, this failure of wonder. As CORE helps us see wonder, this spirit of curiosity is a key anti-racist practice. It is part of cultivating a growth mindset when it comes to racial justice. The idea that we are all on a journey toward deeper understanding that continues to unfold, that we will never have learned at all or achieved complete competency. We will always have to be ready to unlearn the patterns, ideas, and ways of being in the world that white supremacy, imperialism, patriarchy, and capitalism have taught us. So we will always have to be ready to be curious about new patterns, ideas, and ways of being in the world. If we approach the world and each other with wonder, we can begin the process of embodying the revolutionary love that is the music of the Trinitarian dance. We can trust that the spirit is unfolding new truths to us all the time. We can wonder about, stay curious about what things the divine is waiting to say to us that we might not have been ready to bear. We can celebrate with the ancient mystic, the more I search, the more I find, and the more I find, the more I search for you. In her wonderful collection of poems entitled Salt, Nayira Wahid has a one-line poem that has stuck with me since I first read it. This poem is simply, I am a dream, still dreaming. When I read this passage from John's Gospel, I hear Jesus saying to his followers, I am a dream, still dreaming. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, the spirit will guide you into all the truth. I am a dream still dreaming. And inviting the disciples into the loving practice of wonder and curiosity that is the root of the radical love Jesus has taught and lived among them. Maybe this Trinity Sunday, we are being invited to imagine God as the dreamer. Jesus as the dream, and the spirit as the dream still dreaming. May we respond to this mystery and the image of this mystery that is reflected in each being with wonder, holding space for the sacred curiosity that allows us to expand into our liberated selves. For our call to action this week, I want to invite us all to explore more deeply practices of cultivating wonder and curiosity. You can find wonderful prompts for reflection and several ideas for ways to practice wonder on the Revolutionary Love Learning Hub linked to in, in this transcript. For example, you could create a wonder box, a place where you gather items that bring you wonder so that you can return to them with gratitude 
noticing what wonder feels like in your body and how it changes over time. You could go on a wonder walk, noticing people and things around you and encountering them with the attitude of curiosity. You are a part of me I do not yet know. Notice what it feels like to move through the world in this way. Or you could practice holding close the mantra, mantra, I don't know, I'm curious, to see how that might disrupt the logic and practices of white supremacy and patriarchy in your own body, mind, spirit. Try out these and other ways of leaning in with wonder to see what mysteries you might encounter and how new truths are unfolding in your midst. Thanks as always for joining us. We'd love to hear from you all by commenting on our SoundCloud or Twitter or Facebook pages or filling out the survey on our podcast page at surge.org. Give us a like or rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you check out our podcast. You can find out more about Surge at surge.org, where you can sign up for the Surge Faith updates and find transcripts for every episode, which include references, resources, and action links. Next week, we'll have a resistance word from Ann Dunlap as we begin a new series exploring intersections with disability justice. And finally, a huge thanks to our sound editor, Jordan Perry. As we close out our time together, I want to invite us to return to the breath prayer created by Cole Arthur Riley that we began with today. With a spirit who is at the heart an invitation to wonder, in the mystery of the dreamer, the dream, and the dream still dreaming, let us breathe together. Inhale. I am free to not know. Exhale. God, stay close to me as I wonder. I am free to not know. God, stay close to me as I wonder. <laughs>